are listening to an interview series on YouTube and Instagram. You are listening to an interview series exclusively produced for the 23rd edition of the MuTech Festival here in 2022, a collaboration between the Art Center Eastern Bloc and MuTech. I'm Malta Leander, and this episode is all about T. Gaudi, composer and audiovisual artist, with his work featured in a number of contexts, both here in Montreal, as well as with numerous installation works and performances across Poland and Germany, where he's now tuning in from at his home in Berlin. Tim, how are you holding up? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for having me here. So... The work that you will be performing as part of the festival this year is titled Aufhebung, um, challenging mm. the dynamic that exists between performer and audience, partly by, uh, if I understand it correctly, surrounding the listeners within a configuration of a, a multi-channel loudspeaker system. Mm. Um, what is it about uh, approaching the audience or perhaps making the performer less separated from from the audience that you find interesting to address? Um, for me, I think where this is coming from is I'm just trying to explore the context itself of the concert because it seems like um, each time I play, each time I see a concert... It's generally in the same uh, using the same dynamic where there's a there's a, a crowd, the public, who is um, watching the performer on stage, and um, this sort of dynamic is something that we just accept. And um, part of my practice is to sort of ch continually challenge um, accepted forms of behavior, I guess, or, or habit, really, and. So when I started stripping things away and stripping things away, then you then you're left with the concert, uh, the for the 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 formality of of being at a concert where there is a performer and there's an audience. Um, and so in this show, I'm trying to play with that a bit and seeing if there's any room to play with it, uh, to play with the expectation of the audience, to play with the. Um, the disturbance that it causes in 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 people's in the in both the public's and in the artist's um, consciousness because you're doing something that doesn't feel like it's the right thing or something. Um, yeah, so these are the types of things that I'm I'm really interested in. So it seemed to me like a natural progression to to start playing with that. Right, and and just the physical setup of an of an actual stage existing is is as you're saying in a in a traditional concert setting already sort of elevating the artist or performer from the audience itself so sort of leveling that out definitely plays or challenges that hierarchy yeah and i mean it, it might the thing is is that it i don't know how it's going to work because this is actually the first time that i'll be doing it i'll, I'll probably yes i in fact i'll be rehearsing uh you know the the technical configuration of Of, of how the setup will be, but in terms of the reception and, you know, the feeling of it, I'm not sure how it's going to be, but I think it could be interesting. Um, and like you say, also the elevated nature of the artist 
uh, yeah, I'm a bit com- uncomfortable with that, especially coming from the world of sound where, I mean, when you go to a concert, it is true that sometimes you are gazing upon the artist and watching them work, where, uh, whether it be playing an instrument or uh, adjusting, you know, knobs or whatever, dancing or speaking or singing. But in the end, you are listening, and that is a big part of it. So I'm trying to bring the attention back to that and away from the visual aspect of it. And it's a bit ironic because I am an audiovisual artist, and I do a lot of audiovisual shows, but this one's not that, and I, I want to like sort of turn it on its head a bit. So that's my, yeah, that's my intention. Very interesting. Uh, so the, the term or the title, Alpha Bung, um, mm-hmm. relates to this process between two conflicting or, or contrasting things um, resolved or, or resulting in, in the emergence of a, of a new idea, a sort of synthesis process, perhaps one could say. How does the title relate to the performance or, or perhaps the content or, or the process in, in conceiving the work? Well, in fact, the title relates to the content, and the content is coming from uh, the latest release um, that I've put out called Miracles with Constellation on June 3rd. Uh, and Aufhebung is the word that Hegel used. Hegel was a philosopher at some point. And uh, he used this word to describe this process, this, um, this synthesis of, of three things, where you start with an original idea and then you consciously move away from it towards something else. And then you come back to the original idea with your, uh, with your, with the, with the moving away. So the moving away comes back and creates a new part, a new thing. And I was exploring that on the album, um, and I want to present that material. So in a way, I'm doing two things: I'm presenting this material, and I'm also exploring um, uh, uh, unorthodox co- uh, way of presenting a live show so presenting material from the album but in a sort of a new in a new format or recontextualizing yeah. it in a way yeah 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 and i and um there might be ways where i where i sort of marry the two uh but the rehearsals are still ahead of me and i am someone who likes to leave things open sometimes so um uh, we'll see uh as to how far down that path i i go uh, with with combi- with mixing Aufhebung and this performance setup. Right. I'm not sure yet. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned that, that you were stripping away visuals from this performance or being an, an audiovisual artist. Um, how does that look like, or is the where where does that choice come from when when the visuals are taking up perhaps a, a large part of your practice in in other contexts? Um, visuals are something that I love and I don't love, or I guess the other word is hate, love and hate. Uh, I love to, I love how they can enhance a performance and, and bring it alive and, and, um, enable the, the public to hear the sound more or it really, a good, a good audiovisual performance is really strong. 
but sometimes I think the visuals detract from the sound or you're watching instead of listening. And I just wanted to avoid any uh, possibility of having um, a mix-up in terms of what senses were, were happening before another sense, what sense is happening before another sense. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, explore only sound on this, on this one, yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, so you, you just mentioned also the, the release of your, of your newest album that came just in June uh, this year of, mm. of 2022, uh, titled Miracles, which is also your fourth solo album in the counting. I think it's actually the fifth. I released one, um, so, uh, 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 independent. I released it on my own Okay. in the 8th June. I think it was 2017 or something. Right. 18. Yeah. So the fifth solo album (laughs) in the counting. Um, And a work that is based off of source material deriving from an older project or an audiovisual project around surveillance footage. How does this album link to or stand out from from the past four then that you've put up over the past few years? I think on the surface, um, this album stands out because it might be the most, um, it might be the most agitated, I guess that's, that would be the best word. Um, my previous albums were more ambient in nature. Um, the last one was maybe along the lines of minimal and due to the equipment that I'm exploring uh, at the moment, um, I think I always knew that this was coming and it was just the right time to make this record, this uh, a more glitchy, um, rhythmic, fast, I'm working at faster tempos. I, I don't know, this is, I feel like this is maybe the most me, in fact. It took me a while to get there, but I f- this is the one that maybe represents me the most. Yeah, so I'm happy about it, actually. It, uh, I didn't even know that it was happening this way until one day I looked in the mirror and this was the record. So it was kind of a surprise to me as well, yeah. That's great that a, a later one in the counting feels closer to to home or that it resonates yeah. with your own persona of where you're at currently. Yeah. I mean, if one peaks earlier in their life or career, then... then uh, yeah, it's 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 a good feeling to continue to build, I guess, upwards and onwards. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to hear a little bit about how the music and a live performance setting compares to perhaps the 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 composition and studio process. Is there is there similar um, similar things or similar processes in between these two parts of of your music making? Uh, it's, it's a good question because, um, it's something that I struggle with, but also really, really enjoy, uh, the duality of, of composing and performing. Um, one of the things that I do when I compose actually is perform. I often just record to a a stereo file and then edit that at a later date, um, because I don't want to have all the options to adjust it and, um, 
being comfortable, getting comfortable with this process helps me perform sort of in the same way. Um, but the thing about a performance is that all the settings need to be at the right spot for you to kind of get into that, get, get the good, the, get the good material. And that's not always the case. Um, because it just, it takes a lot of time and reflection to put the settings at exactly the right spot on the hardware. So what I end up doing is analyzing what I did um, for a particular piece and then try my, try my best to emulate that, uh, in the, in, with the gear, with the equipment again and, uh, go from there and try to obtain the spirit of the, of the song and not so much the, the, all the little bits and the right moves. And it's more about just capturing the feeling and the spirit that I wanted to capture in the, on the album or on that particular track. And that, tends to work for me. Um, if I can go with the spirit and the feeling, then I'm on the right, I'm on the right path. And if I'm trying to emulate and mimic exactly the right uh, cues and, and um, ups and downs, then no, it doesn't work so much. So that's my, that's usually my compass, I think. Yeah. It does sound like an allowing approach to choose bigger brushes and, and yeah. sort of have this, this macro view uh, upon upon the structure or, or getting through the the most foundational things as opposed to the, the little nitty gritty yeah yeah and another thing I'm finding out is that uh, if you just let go of of uh, trying to get back to something in the same way then you have all sorts of new paths that open up that you have to also um, be choosy about which you're going to take. Yeah, so it's a continue, it's kind of like life. It's a continued, um, you're always confronted with choices. <laughs> That's it. No matter what. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, so, so Miracles, this latest album is, is as I said, with, with source material deriving around surveillance footage. Um, I'm, I'm curious to what, what other themes or topics that you're perhaps inclined to dive deeper into as of recently. Has there been new thoughts that have been emerging in your, in your process or, or directions that you're curious of taking? Um, well, I'm quite, I'm very much interested in, in um, Baroque music these days, actually. So I'm, turning back uh, my attention to that time period, mostly. So I listen to a lot of Baroque music, um, and I'm also interested in uh, the way that... the way that our landscape is beginning to appear like walls of screens everywhere. I think on my latest video, I, I sort of expressed that and how that how that influences us and how we influence it and it becomes this feedback loop. Um, so I'm always interested in, I think I'm, I'm really plugged into the way that, uh, I guess this ties into the record, um, how, you know, surveillance is just part of our life now and it's really down to the, it's right, it's right down to our, you know, it's, it's there when we're taking a shower, it's there when we're eating, it's there, it's just there and we just accept it. Yeah. And I find that fascinating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like to play with that. So I think that this is this is a continued theme, and I think it it turned up on miracles on this last record in a more prominent way. Uh, and who knows how it's going to turn up again? 
um, I, I think it's just omnipresent in my life. And so I, I can't really, I can't really avoid it, that topic actually. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Tim, for, for taking the time to shine a bit of light on, on, um, leading up to your performance and also about your latest album. That's been my pleasure. This was a conversation together with T. Gaudi performing at this year's Mutech Festival on August 25th as part of the fully loaded lineup of the Play One performance at the Société des Arts Technologiques here in Montreal. Mm-hmm.